welcome to the Super Syntax High School Football Hashtag Trips Friday Night Multimedia Podcast with better posture this week. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm Chad Conine with the Waco, Tri- uh, with Waco Trip Sports Editor Bryce Cherry. We're back again for another installment of the show uh, using video again this week. Uh, we are journeying, journeying further into the football season. we got the fourth week coming at us, Bryce. Um, I'm going to take us on a sharp left turn here in a minute. Okay. Uh, but before we do that, let's start out with the pound-for-pound pound ranking so we at least talk a little bit of high school football before I do that. Pound-for-pound pound rankings come to you sponsored by Better Posture. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this time I'm going to go one, two, three, four, five. Usually I go in reverse. I'm going to start well, with number one. We, there, we don't value anything as high as we value variety on this show. Well, there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to keep it fresh, keep it lively, mm-hmm. keep people tuning in. Uh, and the top three for me have not changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one is Mart. Uh, the Panthers continue to just roll along as they do. Um, and if you were saying, give me one team in Central Texas... That's the best bet to win a state championship. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the Mark Panthers, mm-hmm. and so that that's not going to change. I don't think probably all season long, and maybe not next season. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because the core of that team are juniors. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, a very impressive team, and just like one A to mm-hmm. me is La Vega. Mm-hmm. I mean, that margin is very very slim. Uh, because La Vega just keeps proving itself week after week sure. against the best teams in the state. And well, it's it's thoroughly impressive. One thing that, that I think is um, significant about the state championship game last year after they lost to Carthage, you could see it, you know, uh, even though Coach Don Hyde isn't a man of many words, um, he came into the post-game press conference as it is there at the state championship game. You know this. Some of our viewers might not. Fifteen weeks out of the year, you go down to the field, you interview the coach and the players on the field mm-hmm. after the game. You get to the state championship game, and they've got a press conference situation set up there at AT&T Stadium. So the one takeaway from that post-game press conference I, that I had is how badly Don Hyde wanted to win it and how tough he knows it is to climb the mountain to get to that stage mm-hmm. and how determined he was to climb it again and be back on that in that game this season. And I think he has set up La Vega well by playing all these kind of teams mm-hmm. earlier in the mm-hmm. year because they're going to be battle-tested, and they're going to kill some teams in district play. <laughs> I mean, uh, my number three team remains Jonesboro. The Eagles are still undefeated. Okay, okay. Uh, ranked number two, I believe, in 1A Division mm-hmm. One. so... Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be there, you know, pretty much all year. My four and five now have changed, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll get to the team I dropped out of the poll here in a second. But uh, my number four team is now China Spring. Right. I thought they might move up to three. So I've got the Cougars at four, um, and and part of that is, you know, I think Jonesboro just in their classification is a little bit higher up than China Spring is in, in their classification. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. Pound for pound. Pound for pound. That's mm-hmm. what we're doing here. And so, um, but China Spring, I mean, uh, I love the way that Brian Bell is doing it with this team, with running the ball, playing defense. That's not mm-hmm. 
maybe the the typical China Spring mo. You know, right, they've right, always right. Uh, slung it around the field a whole lot, but uh, they are getting it done, and that was a big win at Brownwood. They certainly proved me wrong. I went with Brownwood in that pick, and uh, you got that one on me. But. Yes, I did, and they went a division up to in that game, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, China absolutely dropped down to four A Division two this year, which mm-hmm. I think just makes them maybe you know that much much tougher. Right. Uh, my number five team is Bremond, uh, who mm-hmm. enters the poll for me this week, and uh, the Tigers are two and one. Um, you know, probably not at that Rashad Paul level Bremond, mm-hmm. but um, certainly a top ten team in the state. And Seth Kosowski, the coach's son there, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. is a great running quarterback. Mm-hmm, I mean, he's mm-hmm. got like 500 yards rushing already through three games. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the Tigers are going to be a team to watch. Uh, that should be a, a fun game. Aren't they in the same district with Mark this year? Yes. that Well, and then, you know, uh, Chilton is in that district yeah. as well. Uh, I think there's one more maybe they, potential Maybe Hubbard or right, right, yeah. right, right. We got to look that up, but certainly Martin Bremon together. That'll be fun. Oh yeah, it's a great district game. The team I dropped out of the the poll this week, and and my reasoning here, um, you know, I mean, it's pretty simple. They lost, but uh, it's Conley Cadets. Mm-hmm. I, I had Conley in there. Um, now Conley's two losses. Now they're one and two are to two very good teams. One, La Vega, who we've already discussed. Right. The other one last week was Springtown, who we picked Conley to win that game. Right. But it was a state semifinalist team from a year ago. Yep, I mean, that's, that lost to La Vega. Yeah. Yeah. No, no slouch, obviously. Um, and so, you know, and again, a, a division up in mm-hmm. 4A. Um, I, and I think the thing that Conley uh, took out of that game, I talked to Shane Anderson um, and he said, "Look, we've got a, we've got a. Our word of the week is discipline. Mm-hmm. We've got to play more discipline. Did you say a hundred yards in penalties? Hundred yards in penalties. I mean that that will lose you some games. Yep. And so I think if Conley can can clean up those kind of things, they're still going to beat a whole lot of teams with guys like." Kavion Gaither and Tyler Webb and mm-hmm. uh, Trey Wisner, Wisner, however you say that kid's name. So, uh, Conley remains on our radar, but just out of the power pole this week. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you ready for the left turn? You ready for the left turn watching at home? All right. Uh, okay. Don't steer us off the road too far. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, uh, so last night I was I was count, I can't remember if I was calming down or winding down. I needed okay. to do both at, at different points during the evening. Mm-hmm. But um, I was putting together a new Spotify playlist. Right. Okay. I, I, just a couple of songs popped into my head, and it and it, and it occurred to me to do this uh, playlist. Do we have the rights to these songs? Can we play these songs? Uh, Are you going to get us into trouble? Uh, we better not play them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of these bands still exist. Okay. But no, so it's my junior high dance playlist. Okay. And so I just started dumping all the songs I remember from junior high. And yeah. so you want to hear, hear what a few of them are? Right? Well, sure. Okay, uh-huh. so uh, uh, 18 in Life by Skid Row. Okay. This is going to date me quite a bit, I think. Yes. Patience by Guns N' Roses. Nice one. Uh... Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams. Okay. That's a good slow dance. Yes, song. well, and the thing about that song, I loved that song, but it was like number one for a good Oh, forever. That's all you months. heard that summer. Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so everybody got tired of it. Right, right. Uh, End of the Road by Boys to Men. Nice. 
Ice Ice Baby, uh, which, one of your favorites. Yes, one of my favorites. I, I ran for Spanish club president in high school. I'm a little mm-hmm. bit older than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, under the slogan, vote for Bryce Bryce Baby. Yeah, yeah there you so go. There, there you, there you go. go. And yes. you can be emailed at Bryce Bryce Baby <laughs> at gmail.com. Yes, that's right. Uh, and then I'll just give you two more. Poison by Bell Bib DeVoe. Uh-huh. And... Every rose has its thorn by poison. There you go. That's that's good stuff. So anyway, other than just sharing that trip down memory lane, uh huh, it got me to thinking. Uh, number one, what's your junior high song that you remember uh, more than anything else? And then, since we are talking about football, give me uh, not your favorite song from junior high and your favorite football player from that era. Okay, so again, you are dating us, and uh, I am a. A few years older than you, um, Kyrie by Mister Mister. Okay, it was okay. was it, it remains one of my all time favorite songs. Okay, okay. Uh, it definitely has that eighties synthesizer sound right. to it. Right, right. right. Um, I, and I was very much into the the hair bands of the eighties. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, living on a prayer. Oh, I got that one on this. On there this you playlist. go. There, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I mean, Bon Jovi. I, added, I love Bon Jovi. Uh, well, I, and I was picking between living on a prayer and uh, you give love a bad name. Okay. Yes. Which to me, you give love a bad name was kind of their first big hit. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. living on a prayer kind of even. Went to a next level. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Um, and then uh, Here I Go Again by White Snake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, maybe mm-hmm. Pour Some Sugar on Me uh, by Def Leppard. Uh, another one that I put on there, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I was into the, the hair bands, but I was also into, like, uh, you know, the hip-hop of the day. I liked Run DMC mm-hmm, and the Beastie mm-hmm, Boys. Mm-hmm. and So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I put Criss Cross, uh, Criss Cross songs. <laughs> <laughs> did you wear the, the like the? I did not wear my clothes backwards. Okay, no. good. Yeah. yeah. So that it's just a musical interlude here. Is that uh, you have more to this question? No, your favorite football player from that era. Favorite football player from that era. Uh, and you you have said that I can go any uh, yeah pro college high, high school, school college pro whatever you want. So you know as as many know that I am a big Houston fan. Right. Uh, right. I did go to school my first four years in Houston and then moved to Brenham, which is not far away from Houston. Um, And so Warren Moon would be right up there in terms of that era. I loved the Oilers. And we're talking young Warren Moon too, right? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, when I was in junior high, I would have been like, um, so what age are you in junior high? 13, 14? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would have been like 86, 87. So when he was really just kind of breaking in with the Oilers. Because before that, he had to go the CFL route. Yeah. Uh, and that then, would be the Jerry Glanville Houston Oilers. Oh yes, right? yes, yeah. House of Pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, another band that's on my playlist. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the House of Pain. Yes, that's a great college football song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, jump around. Jump around. Mm-hmm. You know, they play that in Madison, Wisconsin, for sure. If you've ever, you need a YouTube. Oh, jump uh, around at, at, at Wisconsin Badger yeah, football games. Yeah, I think it's Camp Randall Stadium. Yeah. Uh, Andre Ware would probably be the other one. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. college-wise, I don't really have an affiliation, but certainly when, uh, and, and that probably would have been more into my high school years when he made his Heisman run, 89. But um, but when he was making his run and throwing all those touchdowns and just piling up stat after stat, I was I was all in on Andre Ware. 
Did you know, here's an interesting fact about Andre Ware. The day he, he played a game on the day that he won the Heisman Trophy. I did not And that's know that. weird, isn't it? Yeah, because that is weird. Now, now there's like... Yeah, a, it's, a, it's, it's after, after the, the championship Right, game. sure. Yeah. So they played Rice that day, and then he, and then he won the Heisman Trophy that that's day. That's a cool... Yeah, I, and now that you say that, that sort of like rings in my brain. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those, those would be the guys. And I will say, I do still have... A Warren Moon jersey. Mm-hmm. Of course you do. I would, <laughs> and, I would be disappointed if you didn't still have a Warren Moon jersey. And then the Houston Oilers cap and all that stuff. So if you would like me to break that out on next week's podcast. I would like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, we got to give the, the uh, viewers what they well, want. Especially since my fantasy football team is named the Castle Heights Oilers. Well, there you go. That's, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, now we Who can't would be sign- your favorite guys from that era. Oh, um, okay. So uh, when I, I went into high school, when uh, the Cowboys got great, like okay. um, my freshman year is when they won the Super Bowl for the first time since 1977, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I guess Emmett Smith. He wasn't a rookie. He was like his second year, right? And so you had this crescendo of the Cowboys. But before that, you know, obviously you remember the Buffalo Bills um, were were already good. Mm. And, again, fantasy football. My dad and some buddies of his had a fantasy football league where somebody would look through the newspaper every day and total up the tallies. And they'd mail out the sheets with all the scores. God bless those pre-internet days. Yeah, the pre-internet yeah, fantasy football. Yeah, newspapers did very well back then because we were uh, feeding all the fantasy uh, yeah, yeah, gurus. Yeah. Well, and, and, and back in those days, you could really score some points with the Bills defense. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they had, uh, had Thurman Smith. Thomas. Yeah, an offense, they had Thurman Thomas and uh, one of the Andres, I think. Andre, Andre Reed. Reed, yeah. Yeah, 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 and Jim Kelly, of course. Uh, but yeah, I think probably Thurman Thomas might have been my my favorite. A uh, plus um, a Temple running back. They had a Temple running back. Uh, what was his name? Davis. Maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. That he would he had gone to TCU. He was Temple TCU, and then yeah. he was Bill. I feel like Kenneth Davis is his name. Kenneth Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his so his cousin uh, went to high school. Went to junior high and high school with me. His name was Autry Gray. Okay. So, uh, so um, yeah, those were some of my favorites from junior high, I think. Gotcha. Plus Warren Moon. I was, you know, I was kind of a hybrid Houston-Dallas fan. I was making that transition, you know, in that at that stage of my life. It's good to see that we have not hit complete senility yet, and that we can still remember these guys. Mm-hmm. So. I know, I know. And we didn't write them down right before we came in here. <laughs> yeah, so. this is true. <laughs> now, uh, we can't sign off this week with talking a little bit about number one Versus number two, the La Vega Pirates, who started the season at number one in Class 4A Division One, uh, and have since been bumped from that spot by Argyle. Now this week, top-ranked Argyle will host number two La Vega in a renewal of a red-hot rivalry. Uh, my question then, is Argyle the biggest rival for, for the La Vega Pirates? So that is a very interesting question. Uh, and I feel like Dave Aranda when I say that because he likes to actually say that. If the, if you give him a thoughtful like question, mm-hmm. he'll say, "It's an excellent question." Uh, <laughs> so that's an excellent question. Too. Um, so because most rivalries, when you think of them, uh, just like most news, is local. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. most rivalries are local. Uh, but to me, it says something about 
both programs when you can establish a rivalry and maybe create a number one rival out of a a program that's across the state that's a mm-hmm. statewide rivalry mm-hmm. and I absolutely think you can make that case. I hadn't really thought of it before you said it, mm-hmm. but like as soon as you asked that question, it was like, yeah, that makes complete sense. Argyle probably is La Vega's number one rivalry because you're talking about they've met on the biggest stage, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's become a, a, a an irregular thing, a regular occurrence, and it's not even just limited to football. They've played in girls' basketball at the state stage, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're meeting in other sports as well. So then you get that little bleed over where, uh, you know, it kind of intensifies the rivalry. So, um, But I don't think Argyle wanted any part of that La Vega track team from 2019. Well, that is absolutely right because that La Vega track team could go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm going to say yes, that Argyle has – uh, we talked about the Conley La Vega rivalry and mm-hmm. as an up and coming rivalry, and right. and I think you know if you're talking about local La Vega rivals, Conley and China Spring in True. some order True. are the ones. But if you're talking about who is the team that La Vega is going up against on a fairly regular basis, that's giving it its biggest test. Mm-hmm. That's Argyle. Well, this is five times in. What twenty five months or something? Right, right. Yeah, they and played twice in eighteen, twice in nineteen. And La Vega beat Argyle for its first state championship mm-hmm. with Willie Williams mm-hmm. when he was still mm-hmm. coaching there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, um, it's it's become a lot of fun. So it's not a, it's not a district or geographic rivalry. Uh, it, it's it's completely created by meaningful games. In that sense, can you think of any other rivalries that have sprung up in, in quite that way? I mean, like maybe like the Cavaliers-Nuggets? Cavaliers-Nuggets? I mean, not, not Cavaliers-Warriors. So That's think, absolutely yeah. who I would go with, yeah. Warriors-Cavs. If you're going if you're gonna compare it to anything, I think that's the best comparison because uh, for a good four-year stretch there, that was the NBA Finals every mm-hmm. year. And mm-hmm. not only that, but you felt like you could – not even pencil it in, but pen it in right. at the start of the year, that it was going to be Cleveland and Golden State at the end of the year. And that's right. the way it was. And, and it became to the point where it was like, man, this is getting kind of boring, you know. And yet it was such a great rivalry, and Cleveland, you know, beat them one time. And so that added a little spice to right. it, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I think Golden State, Cleveland, I mean, to me that's – that's maybe the best uh, rivalry because the other ones that come to mind, like maybe a Duke, North Carolina, well, those are geographic rivals and, and well conference established. rivals yeah. and well-established. So, um, you know, uh, you don't think of it as a traditional rival. It's more one that, like you said, was created through competition. Right, 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 right. I think I said nuggets. I think I was thinking golden nuggets. <laughs> You need to uh, like go the, to Vegas, uh, Like I the guess. Las Vegas yeah, yeah. casino there. I think Boy. that's on Fremont Street the, 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 where the gold, Golden Nugget mm-hmm. is. Anyway. Well, maybe we'll go down to the Golden Nugget and we'll see Bon Jovi play. And, and uh, uh, I bet Jason Norris would go with us to see the uh, see Bon Jovi. And Jim Barnes. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. yep. we got some our friends, colleagues that, friends that, in Las Vegas. Yes, friends and former trippers. Yep. Excellent. Well, that's a podcast.